Hey again, everybody, and welcome to episode 56 of Shoe. I'm Derek Russell, and I'm your host today. Uh, we are... <sighs> I put this delicately. You know, I I say on the show quite frequently, um, I am a huge fan, of course, and of course I have been a loyal fan since season one, and you know, I've only ever maybe missed one or two episodes live ever, I've gone back and watched them, but... Um, kind of disheartens me a little bit when I say expect a trailer, you know, and we don't see one. And now I I want to apologize last week for my absence. Um was actually under the weather and had been in a really bad car accident. Um I'm all right, but the deer however did not make it. Uh in case you're wondering. So um that coupled with me already not feeling well. Uh Tim stepped into my place and I appreciate that because you, you wouldn't have been in for a very good episode with me. I was angry and sounded awful. So I even had Tim mention last week that um, to expect a trailer this past Thursday night, you know, and uh, two nights ago, and no such luck. Uh, we were basing that off the fact that last week when Tim did the episode, it was a year ago that Thursday night that we saw the season six trailer, and we thought, okay, well, maybe starting a little bit later, we'll see one the following week. No. Didn't see nothing, or didn't see anything, excuse my grammar. And I, I still can't believe we haven't seen even a picture, because they showed stuff at Comic-Con. And it just kind of, I don't know, it bothers me a little bit that we still haven't seen anything. And I never thought I'd be one of those fans to be like, where is it? Why haven't we seen it? Why are they holding out on us? And I, you know, I'm usually the, the peacemaker here that's having to go, it's coming, don't worry about it. It'll be here in a few days. You just got to wait a little bit longer. Be patient. I'm losing my patience. I don't mind being the first one to tell you. I want to see something. And, I mean, we're we're four and a half weeks away from the premiere and have yet to see anything. So they're either heavily keeping this under wraps for some reason or they're just toying with us. I don't know. And then, you know, we get reports from people who uh, have the television, uh, the channel G4, that Attack of the Show last night is going to have this huge um, Smallville news. And I'm like, okay, this is where they're going to reveal it. They're going to show the, the promo on tack of the show. They just want to create a little buzz instead of just showing it on CW. I can respect that. I can wait a few more hours. I'll even put off doing House of L until I watch Attack of the Show. So I figure I'll do it you know, later on last night. Well, horrible storm here. Lost power for about eight hours. Um, now I'm having to do the show Saturday morning. So... Didn't even get to see Attack of the Show. Had to find out from one of our listeners what the news was. And that news, thank you, uh, Ashley Watling, who emailed us this in. Ashley says, I was watching Attack of the Show because Krypton site said it would mention Smallville. And on the review of the week, it said in Justice League of America film, Tom Welling was going to play Superman. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. I put off the podcast for that. Um, I, granted, that is huge news. Not exactly what I would consider huge Smallville news, but it is huge Superman news, and we are a Smallville Superman show. So I delay the podcast for that reason yet alone. I don't know how I feel about this, folks. This whole JLA... I, Tim didn't even talk about this last week because we just didn't even know really what to say about it. It's been so up in the air, and the the talk about it delaying the Nolan and Singer Batman and Superman films, I've I've kind of been torn. I want to see a JLA movie. But then I hear it's going to be stop motion, and it's going to be like uh, that Polar Express film they did, and then the Beowulf movie that's coming out. And I've heard they're doing um, uh, A Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey the same way. I'm not a huge fan of that style animation. 
Uh, I like how it's captured after people. Or it could be like a Scanner Darkly was, uh, if anybody saw that, with Keanu Reeves. So I, I've kind of held back saying anything about the film until we found out a few more details. I think Tom Welling being in the film is a huge detail. Tom Welling playing Superman? I mean, there's been fans waiting for the past almost seven years now to see this. To see him don the red cape and the boots. And if it is animation, this is the way they're going to do it. This is the way we, you know, we can't see him dress up in the suit. So we're going to let him do it animation style. We're going to model it after him. It'll all be filmed, but we're going to go back and animate it. I just, I don't know. I don't want a JLA movie. I would almost rather see the new Frontier, the new DC film that's coming out soon, the DC animated movie full length and see this because that especially if you have tom in the role because if tom ends up being superman in the film i want to see you know all the people we've seen so far in the justice league in the movie you know i want to see them but you need know, to play aquaman and the flash and everything i mean i know it's going to be a little bit more familiar and it'll have batman and wonder woman and, and green lantern but i mean if you're going to go that far and martian manhunter then i won't film morris to be martian manhunter you know i want to i want to keep some continuity here if they're going to bring a character that's been on tv for at this point, seven years playing Clark Kent, if they're going to bring him into the role of Superman, I want something familiar. You know, I want some familiarity with characters. Um, so I think it could be really cool. I'm just not, you know, reports are, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I did talk to a couple of my friends that work in the production offices in Vancouver of Smallville, and they said, you know, quote, that uh, no statement has been made, and nor will we at this time. So, usually in Hollywood lingo, that means we know something we ain't telling. And um, I can't see Tom doing this. I mean, Tom's big big to-do with Smallville is he didn't want to play Superman. He wanted to play Clark. Now, that may have changed in the past seven years. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know Tom personally. I don't know what his feelings on the matter are. He he may feel like it's time to move on. He may It may be the fact that he doesn't want to show that on the show and want to move on to you know, make the leap to the big screen as Superman. And it'd be in a different continuity than the Singer films. So Brandon Ralph would continue playing Superman in those films. But in the Justice League, in this genre, it's going to be Tom as Clark slash Superman. I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself. We can talk about more of that later when we know more details right now. Nothing has been said. We just know that he has been approached to play Superman in the Justice League film that is supposed to start filming before the end of the year, I think. So... Take that with whatever grain of salt you want it as. We'll go into a little bit of shoe news. We'll get back to Smallville and then our season one episode review for this week. Uh, just some shoe stuff going on. If you want to go head on over to our website, houseofelpodcast.com, you can see that uh, we have lowered the price of the James Carrington CDs on the top banner. And also there's a new banner if you want to order your season six DVD through amazon.com, which also supports House of L. And in doing that, uh, you'll also be able to check us out on the special features when that releases on September 18th. Uh, next week's another big week, too, uh, because the Heroes DVD comes out. And if you want to pre-order that, head on over to our sister podcast, The Tenth Wonder, tenthwonder.com, and you can pre-order your season one of Heroes set through there. Also supports Tenth Wonder, House of L, all our shows, all that good stuff. Um, I, again, I want to appreciate Tim coming in last week. It was a big help for me as uh, I physically couldn't do it. Um, I really appreciate that. There is still a petition going on that a Mars Dweller from the forums has started up. I appreciate everybody who's gone and signed it. That's really nice. If you haven't heard about this, apparently 
some of the fans feel that Houston and I should write an episode of Smallville. Uh, as humorous as that sounds, some people have actually taken it um, to heart. So there's a link up on the website. I'm also going to put a link up in the AAC right now. Be sure and check that out. It's uh, it's funny. Read some of the comments people have left because it's really funny. Now, when I announced last week that, um, or asked him to announce rather, that we would be doing episode reviews leading up to the season seven premiere based on your voting, the listeners voting in, um, didn't really <laughs> do my math well, and that may have been because of the concussion to my head, but um, there wasn't going to leave any room for season six. So what am I going to do? Um, I'm going to have to go to two a week. Yeah. Can you believe that? House of L two times a week. What are you going to do about that, folks? Uh, not this week and not next week, because next week we will have a live episode from Dragon Con, which uh, Houston Graham, the guys from Good Commitment, and Shane from Tangent, we will all be there. So if you're in Atlanta, if you're at Dragon Con, meet up with us. We will be announcing sometime later this week, uh, and hopefully on 10th Wonder, when uh, definitely on 10th Wonder, but also on Shoe's website, when you can find us, uh, what time you will have some sort of meetup at Dragon Con. But that being said, we're going to do the season one episode review that you guys voted the most wanted to hear episode review this week for season one. Next week, Dragon Con. The week after that, there will be two episodes. So season two episode and season three episode. So be sure and then send it after today's episode. After you hear your season one uh, pick, be sure to email in and uh, tell me what you want to hear for season two and season three. We'll have a review of a season three, uh, season four episode and season five episode, and then we will have a season DVD, season six DVD review episode, followed by also that week a season six episode that you guys picked as your favorite, leading up to the premiere. So two episodes a week. How will I do it? Uh, you will all be glad to know that starting next week, Houston will be back. He will join me at Dragon Con. We're gonna have some fun there, just raising hell, and uh, getting to meet you guys. I'm really excited about that to uh, meet some of the. The faces behind the emails, the the forum members, people who've uh, been with us since the beginning. Really excited about that. So it's going to be fun. Uh, we've got some t-shirts made up for the, for uh, some unique t-shirts made up for me and Graham and the guys to wear. So you'll be able to spot us uh, coming a mile away, hopefully. So all that being said, we are going to jump into a little bit of Smallville news. And you would think there would be a lot with four weeks to go. And there's not... I'm uh, really starting to get old, not seeing any footage, praying that I think there's a rerun tomorrow night on the CW, praying we'll see something then. If not, it, they better not wait till Phantom, they re-air Phantom for us to show us something. I'd be really angry. Yeah, whatever. Uh, remember, spoilers are going to be at the end of today's episode, but talking about a little news going on, uh, Giovanna Huguet, and I apologize if I'm butchering that name but that is, I'm saying it phonetically, is going to be portraying uh, the role of Sasha Woodman, which is a season one meteor freak. If you need to brush up on your season one, it's from the episode Drone. Uh, Sasha was uh, able to control bees and other insects, and yeah, that was a great season one episode, one of those fantastic ones that stick out in your mind. But um, Shonda Farr, who originally portrayed that uh, character, will not be in the episode. Um, I don't know if she's not available, if they're trying to make the character look different because of the circumstances surrounding the character and, and kind of, if you can figure that out on your own, if you don't listen to spoilers, but because she is a cured meteor freak, they're trying to make her look different. I'm not really sure. She does show some resemblance to Shonda Far, So 
we'll see how that goes. That is going to be in episode 704. Excuse me. <laughs> this is season 7. I forget because we haven't seen anything for it yet. And a little bit of news that House of L broke a while back. And uh, we got a hot tip on uh, from actually several people almost a month ago after this episode was announced. But episode 703, Fierce, was we were told we were going to have some models at the um, Cream Corn Festival. Miss Cream Corn? Yeah, pageant. That uh, Carol will be participating in. And Eva Pigford, who is one of uh, the finalists... Uh, no, she was she was winner on America's Next Top Model will be playing the character of Tyler, and we were told that some stunt casting might happen for some crossover CW, America's Next Top Model, and Smallville action, and turned out to be true, uh, at least one of them. So Eva Pickford will be playing the character of Tyler, who is described as a villainous beauty queen with a superpower. And then we jump to this Attack of the Show business, which I'm, I've already touched on, and you people know my feelings about it. I think I'm just, I think my problem with it is I was so faltered by the fact that I was expecting a trailer and I got that, which is still huge news and I'm very excited about it. Would love to see Tom and McCabe and Boots, but um, given Tom's previous rec- track record with not wanting to portray Superman, I I just don't know if that's going to happen or not. But uh, Miles Miller was interviewed by our friend Ed Gross over at VoicesFromCrypton.com. You can uh, go listen to, actually, I think two parts of the three-part interview. And uh, the third, third part has not been available yet, but there's a lot of discussion on uh, Lana returning. Uh, some of this is spoilers, but some of it's not too bad. But uh, Lana, of course, will be returning. If you haven't been able to judge that from any other thing that you've heard. We haven't even gotten an episode description for Bizarro. What is up, CW? Okay, afterthought. Sorry. I... <laughs> Why haven't we gotten an episode description? CW must do things a whole lot differently than the WB does. Um, Yeah. Anyway, Ed Gross from Voices from Krypton interviewed Miles, who talked about Lana returning and the fact that Lana and Clark will have a yet another shot at happiness, uh, dating again, uh, and also talk about a little bit what if he and Al would have done if they had done the Superman movie back last year, if they had had the uh, first crack at the franchise, and perhaps a new villain returning later this season that Clark and Lex might have to join forces over. Um, given what Stephen the Knight told us a couple of weeks ago here on the show, put your money on Brainiac, folks, and put your money on a female Brainiac, played by a new actress. Expect stunt casting. Uh, the Knight told us that uh, they had actually wanted to bring in some female characters from Buffy as uh, a new female Brainiac, possibly Allison Hannigan. So that was exciting news. Uh, the Knight broke that here on House of L, so if that happens, you know where you heard it first. But... I think uh, Brainiac coming back. Uh, I think Brainiac coming back in season seven could be a huge, huge thrust further into the franchise. So be on the lookout for that. I think it could be really interesting if they do it correctly. So I'd put my money on Brainiac before I would anyone else because I'd be disappointed if it was just some meteor freak coming back. Um, unless they're talking about Bizarro, because it has been said in the past that Bizarro will not be vanquished in the premiere episode kind of like Zod was uh, back in Zod, uh, that Bizarro will be come back as a villain later in the season. So that may be what they're discussing. I don't know. But a Brainiac-Bizarro uh, team-up would be interesting nonetheless. Also, the trailer for the CW Fall Preview special has popped up on YouTube. Uh, had some people email us in. This, they may have picked it up after they went over to Krypton's site, but some people came across it on YouTube nonetheless. And uh, it's started to air in some areas. So if you've got the CW, check this out. It may be starting to air. Check your local listings. 
uh, let us know if I've noticed here in Starville, it is not on the listing just yet. It probably won't be until late August. And it is a half hour show that's going to be hosted by Erica Drance. Um, so you will want to check that out, especially if there is any new small little material to be shown. This could be where they're premiering the trailer, folks. I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. Your guess is as good as mine. All you people that keep emailing in asking me, I have no clue. <laughs> I'm getting just as frustrated as y'all are. Not to say don't quit emailing, don't stop emailing, but uh, it's getting uh, frustrating that we haven't seen anything. Uh, especially when I'm supposed to be reporting all this news to you guys. So hopefully we'll see something very soon, but check that out. Um, if it is in your market, hopefully it will be. You'll get to check it out. There'll still be some mention of Smallville, even if it's some compilation trailer from last season or probably just last season episode since uh, that was all that was on the CW. So, Also, I noticed on the CW when I was watching Progeny the other night and I didn't see a trailer. That's the last time I mentioned it, I promise. Uh, they've changed some of their logos around and the CW seems to be going away from the green a little bit. I saw a Reaper trailer or teaser spot, whatever. I'm more used to films, folks. Sorry. I saw a Reaper spot, a I don't know if it was One Tree Hill or not. I don't pay attention. A Gossip Girl spot and something else. And they were all maroon and orange. And they weren't green. I don't know if anybody else noticed this or not. But uh looked like very much fall colors. And looked like they were trying to down, downplay the green just a tad. So maybe when the seasons, new seasons start in full force, we will hardly see any green at all anymore. Which, I liked the green at first. I thought it was very vibrant and different. But it's... um. It got old, and they've also dropped the new CW, because it is a year old now. They are just now calling it the CW. So, that's always good, too, as that got a little bit uh, redundant as well. And that's the big Smallville news out of the way. And there's not a whole lot of Superman news going on right now, either, other than the fact that we're jumping around whether or not Tom is playing the Man of Steel in the upcoming Justice League movie, if this is going to... Uh, delay plans on Brian Singer's new Superman Returns sequel. Uh, Your guess is as good as mine. I have no clue. I hope it does not delay it. I would love to know that they could actually do these two projects uh, simultaneously, or at least back-to-back. But I don't know, because Hollywood's so weird sometimes. Uh, But I think they're definitely toying with the fans' emotions right now, and I would love to have an announcement very soon, one way or the other. Spoilers again are going to be at the end. We've got some new episode, new episode spoilers for 704 Cure, 705 Action, and uh, possibly 706 uh, Lara. So be sure and check that out. Right now, commentary, or kind of a mini commentary slash review on the season one episode you folks picked as your favorite, Nicodemus. It was very close with the pilot. Uh, actually, I think Nicodemus may have only won by like 10 out of the hundreds of uh, Nicodemus may have only won like 10 votes. Yeah. So episode 115, Nicodemus, which uh, is a pretty funny episode. Uh, He gets to let people play different actions when it starts out. You know, we've got uh, the character of, um, I forget this guy's name, James Beals, is uh, driving along very frantically down the highway. He's got a flower next to him in his car, and he's trying to get in touch with Lionel Luther. He's trying to uh, call him, says, tell him that he found something. And also driving on the road is uh, our boy Schneidy in the classic blue GMC truck that met its demise at the end of season one. But um, John's listening to a very familiar song for fans of the Dukes of Hazard, And uh, I think it's, I always laugh. I think this is probably one of the funniest opening scenes of um, Smallville ever. 
course, it, it meets with a demise here very quickly as the guy is frantically trying to get around uh, Jonathan and is going to drive off the road. But, uh, and you know, incidentally does. Jonathan comes to the rescue of the guy who actually is a Luther Corp employee, and he's just insane. He's ramming in the back of John. But the man's got the flower, and then the flower sprays Jonathan uh, in the face. Um, terribly. Now this go this chase goes down uh, the woods away, kind of off the road, so nobody just driving along would be able to see anything that came out of the vehicle. But the guy flips in typical Dukes of Hazard style fashion. I hate to keep coming back through it, but it was a very Dukes heavy opening. And then Jonathan swings the truck around. He hops out and runs to meet the guy. The car is smoking uh, horribly, and Jonathan gets down there to pull the guy out. Uh, Guys. Unconscious, yeah, for the most part, he picks him up and carries him over his shoulders uh, away from the truck and carries him off back back away because it kind of looks like the truck may blow up the way it's smoking, and in fact it does. Jonathan was right. He's been, alone, been around enough explosions in his life to know. Now, this whole wooded area may be just cradled with these things. I don't know. And then the guy doesn't appear to be dead at first. Jonathan's checking him out. And as he does, this flower that's next to him begins to rise up and looks at just acts like looks at Jonathan and just acts like it sneezes on him, basically. And then Jonathan starts sneezing because this flower has just spewed pollen all over him, and then the flower leans over and dies, basically withers. And opening credits. Uh, flower looks fake. I hate to say it. Season one, things happen. Uh, it does look a little funny. Go back and watching it now, but yeah, that's okay. It's uh, it's humorous nonetheless. So when we return, uh, we're in the Luther Corp mansion, and we are meeting with Doctor Hamilton. Uh, Doctor Hamilton, of course, a very important player in season one and season uh, a few episodes into season two, who is basically the meteor scientist that uh, Lex has hired. Now he's experiencing. He's experimenting a little bit with the meteor rock, what they can do, what they can't do at this point. Doesn't really know a whole lot, but does seem like he's holding a few secrets away from Lex until he has the answers that he's looking for. Well, when that scene ends, we end up back at the Kent farm. Clark comes in, presumably from school, dropping his backpack, something we haven't seen in a while to find uh, John and Martha making out on the kitchen counter. Uh, humorous scene, but it's, it's noticeable that Jonathan's not quite acting himself. He's uh, he's kind of uninhibited a little bit. Um, you could call it uh, Clark on Red K. I don't really know, but uh, you know, Jonathan's drinking beer in the middle of the day. He's not. He's shrugging off his farm duties. He just you can tell something's not right about him. And of course, we know as being the omniscient people that we are, that are omnipotent rather that uh, <laughs> the flower probably has had something to do with this. Um, but uh, it just escalates from here. Uh, Lex shows up. He's a jerk to Lex. The bank calls and denies the Kent's their loan. Uh, Jonathan heads up to the bank to shoot his loan officer. I mean, not Jonathan Kent behavior in the least, but I mean, he's acting really, really, especially Lex. He's a jerk. And, and as we all know at this point, Jonathan really does hate uh, Lex right now or hates the Luther family. But he knows it's. Clark can tell that this is escalated from what it normally is, and we're at uh, Starville High. We see Pete and Chloe. Good interaction we haven't seen in a while for a lack of Pete. Sam Jones, please come back to the show. That's my only mention I'm going to say about that. And then Lana shows up, of course. 
in pink, nonetheless. The season one color. She didn't wear a lot of pink anymore, I guess, because she's not her little cutesy self anymore. She likes to kick a little ass now, uh, from what I can tell. And we'll actually talk a little bit about Lana here in a minute. But now we're back in the Kent Farm. Jonathan's acting kind of funny again. Uh, I think I just noticed something I'd never seen before. I'm going to back that up. If you're watching this part with Jonathan and Martha, yeah, the cupboards magically open by themselves over in the left hand of the screen. I, that's kind of funny. Uh, underneath the table, the the ceiling light, they just kind of magically open. But Martha's off to leave. Jonathan's mad because she's leaving, and then we get this phone call, and it's a pretty important phone call because for several reasons. It shows it kind of gives Jonathan the coma that shows that something's happening, so it plays into part of the episode. But it's also one of the first times we've seen Clark really get shot. Now Jonathan's driving manically towards the bank. Uh, Clark spots him on the road. The way he's driving. I mean, Jonathan's opening the door, screaming at people on his way there. I mean, he's he's messed up. So Jonathan heads out the you know out the truck with the shotgun in hand to the bank. Uh, Clark's trying to stop him. He uses super speed. He keeps pushing him back. He's trying to calm down. He said, "Dad, you're not yourself. Just, you know, let's talk about this." He cocks the shotgun. Clark pulls the gun towards him as Jonathan goes in. Jonathan accidentally pulls the trigger, shoots Clark right in the chest. Uh, buckshot actually. And, uh, yeah, it's one of the first times we actually see Clark shot head-on at close range. Um, Jonathan feels, starts feeling remorse for what he did, but as he starts feeling the remorse, he begins to uh, have flashes of light, and he just passes out. Now, Clark didn't, I mean, didn't even jump back at all. He's really upset about what's happened to his dad. He could care less about himself, but as we know, he's fine. He just ends up bruising himself a little bit. But Jonathan is now in a coma at the hospital. And we can tell that uh, something's not right now. They're talking to the doctor, Arthur Clark, said he he is in a you know a really deep coma. Things are not going well. We need to figure out what happened to this. He could die if we don't find out. So Chloe and Lana, um, Nancy Drew and, and Pinky Sidekick, head on over to uh, the side of the crash to try and decide what might have happened. If something at the crash site might be the reason why John is acting this way. Lana finds uh, a hula girl from uh, Beale's truck. And then also finds the flower, which reaches up, sneezes, and then falls over. And it doesn't happen instantaneous, as we know, because Lana's fine. It it happens. It takes um, several hours to take some kind of effect. Although the sneezing does keep up. Whatever happened to that car, Chloe? Did she wreck that? That red? I don't think she wrecked it. I don't remember. I remember she had, after that, she had the bug. But anyway, we now know that... Um, the same fate, skipping ahead a, a good bit, but the same fate has happened to Lana after the incidental uh, swimming pool incident, which we won't go into, but uh, Clark uh, watches Lana give a strip tease and then jump into the pool after she uh, breaks up with Whitney and then goes to the pool for that. But then now she's passed out. She's at the hospital uh, with the same symptoms as Jonathan. Jonathan is still unconscious at this point. And now we find out that... Um, Skipping down a good bit more, as I said, this is not a running commentary, just a little bit of review, but uh, Chloe and uh, Pete have actually found a diary of a settlement that uh, had these flowers and that people were dying from uh, the effects they had on it. They would, uh, the flower would you know, spew something into its face. They would horribly, violently sick. Um, they would act, you know, not themselves for a good number of hours and then they would just fall into a coma and then 
had health being the way it was back then, they would die. So um, Clark confronts Lex to find out if he knows something about this, if he knows something about Hamilton working on these meteor rocks. Of course, Lex denies it. Um, it's one of the bigger confrontations between them. We've seen the first 15 episodes of the season that didn't have one of them acting weird, like in Hug or something. But uh, Pete and Chloe head on into uh, Hamilton's lab to try and find something that's going on. Uh, Pete gets hit by one of them. This happens a little bit faster for Pete, but Pete finds a gun in Hamilton's office. Now, Pete has actually gone to Lex's office to um, get angry at him because he knows that he and Hamilton are working together. Uh, he's really angry at Lex for he feels like he's stolen Clark away from Pete because they've been best friends forever. So he takes the gun and heads off to Lex's mansion to, to kill Lex, basically, and pops a sh- few shots off, including one into Hamilton. Um, but, you know, right into the shoulder. But Hamilton's holding a book, which actually has the uh, has all the herbal antidotes. But um, he gets he throws it in the fire. Dr. Hamilton gets the book, heads out. Um, he turns to shoot Lex. Clark runs in the room and realizes what Pete's fixing to do. So he takes Lex and knocks him out first. Uh, one thing he knows that they're not going to remember, they're probably not going to remember what happened is mutant general kryptonite form. Anybody that's been under the, the effect of it's not going to remember what happened. So he knocks Lex out first, so Lex won't say anything. Pete goes to shoot Lex. Um, Clark super speeds the gun away from him. Pete says, how do you do that? Knocks him on the head. He falls out. But at least he's knocked down how to get him to the hospital. But Dr. Hamilton's on the way with the book to get the antidote ready to deliver unto Lana and Jonathan. But back at the hospital, we now see that Jonathan may may start feeling the effects of this. Clark has left the Lex's uh, Lex's house and is at the hospital, the bedside of his father. But uh, indeed, Jonathan is waking up and sees that Jonathan is feeling better. He's out of his coma. He's doing fine. Same general reaction for Pete and Lana. <clears throat> Lana, excuse me, they get the same treatment, and they're okay. Um, good episode. I've always really liked Nicodemus. It's uh, it was a meteor freak without having a meteor freak in it. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. Um, I don't mind Meteor Freak episodes, especially in season one. I mean, they've happened. There's nothing you can go back and do about them except enjoy them some more than others. Um, but it's, it it's probably one of my most favorite Meteor Freak episodes. Um, especially one of my favorite season one episodes because of it, it involves everybody. Nobody's left out of this one at all. Everybody is affected by, some family member, everybody's affected by Lex, by Hamilton, by this flower. They're all drawn together. Clark and Lex have to work together. Um, Pete goes renegade. Jonathan goes re- renegade. Lana goes kind of a different route, but uh, I guess because she doesn't have testosterone, I don't really know. But that um, all kind of happens the same way. Um, but they find out that the flower has been destroyed. So probably no chance of ever seeing that again. Kind of thought that we'd see one in that room of stuff that had to do with Clark. Um, I don't know, just random stuff Lex has collected over the years. Thought we might see one left over, but probably not. So, um, good season one pick though. Like I said, it, it rated out over the pilot. Um, so, um, I'm kind of like that though. Cause I think I've seen the pilot one too many times. It was good to go back and watch an episode that, um, is a little different. People don't always think of first off. So thanks for all of you that sent in your votes for Nicodemus. Go ahead and email us your votes for or your season two and three episode that you want to hear commented on. And you will, you know, if the one you pick wins, you'll get to hear it on here. So like I said, the, out of the hundreds, that, that one of the pilot, um, the next one was Hourglass was the third. 
Um, so, and then the season four finale, those were the top four, uh, season one finale were the top four. So, but good pick on Nicodemus. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed, uh, all reading all the emails of people who their reasons why they wanted to watch it. I'm going to get to some emails here before we go into spoilers. This one is from Chris Irby from actually from Iraq. Chris says, Hey guys, just want to let you know that I love the show. Been a fan since episode 51 and I love it. Missed most of season six because of me being Iraq, but I just got done watching season finale of six and I've got to love the internet. Can't wait to see season seven and get what you guys think. Thanks, Chris Irby. Um, thank you, Chris. Wow, Rock. I, that that's great. That you guys are listening to us over there. That that means a lot. And uh, wow, never. I, you know, I know probably a lot of people have emails from over there and and don't feel the need to put that or they don't put it for some reason or another. But I, I appreciate. You don't sit you're over there, and we'll definitely be thinking of you, Chris. So this one is from uh, Ryan. Yeah, from Ryan. Ryan said, please answer this on podcast. <laughs> I guess that means I have to, don't I, Ryan? Ryan says, hey, guys, I love all of your shows. Y'all make the best podcasts out there. I don't have to read those comments that people write, but I like to. <laughs> uh, Ryan says, one question I would love to hear you tackle on shoe is, could there ever be a successful spinoff of Smallville? I haven't watched any Birds of Prey, but I haven't heard anything that's good about it. I watched the Aquaman pilot and was really surprised on how good it was. I always thought Aquaman was a pretty lame character, but the show had real promise. Now, those are two that didn't make it. Could there be a Flash or a Cyborg or, dare I say, Green Lantern show? I love Smallville, but like every show, it has to it has to end sometime. When that sad day comes, do you think it will lead to another show? Will there be an Angel to this Buffy, a Fraser to the Cheers, or a Brady Bunch variety hour to this Brady Bunch? Here's to hoping the Smallville universe can live beyond the Smallville TV show. Thanks for all the fun, Ryan. Whew. Packed question. Ryan, I would love to see a Smallville spinoff uh, for several reasons. A, Starville's House of L could continue if there was a... Uh, yeah, we'd keep the name. Sure. Yeah, we'd keep House of L. Uh, yeah, I would love a spinoff. Uh, I don't know about Green Lantern because you know, we haven't actually seen one on there. Um, Flash was already uh, toyed with once and... Uh, the night was even going to uh, tackle a little bit of it, uh, possibly writing the pilot. I don't exactly remember, but he had a pretty pretty good outline of what he wanted to do with the character in its own television series, and um, WB did not pick it up. Uh, and we all know the failed uh, attempt at Mercy Reef, the Aquaman pilot in which Justin Hartley played Arthur Curry, which was available on iTunes, still is actually, and... Uh, yeah, we all know how that went down. Amazing pilot. Could have been an amazing show. For some reason, CW didn't want it. I don't know why. I think it would have been great. But you got to look at it this way. We probably wouldn't have Justin Hartley as the, as the Green Arrow last season or recurring later on this season with more of the Justice League. But uh, I I would love a spinoff. Um, I think a Cyborg spinoff would be amazing. There's so much you can do with that character. There's so much that hasn't been done with that character that would be really interesting to... To kind of tie in and then have Clark, have Tom come on the show as a crossover. I mean, I think that would be great. Um, his work with the Justice League now, I don't know. Um, I don't, you know, there was talk about a Lois Lane spinoff at one point. Um, I don't know how that would go with Erica um, and, you know, no Superman or no Clark, rather. I don't, I don't know. that they, they actually toyed with that one. Uh, a little bit more heavily, almost as heavily as they did the uh, Aquaman pilot. They were, they had a script. Um, they had talked to Erica about doing it. She was actually going to leave Smallville and go do this show. Um, so I think that got canned, though. That's good. 
Um, the big talk right now is, well, I mean, one, two of the big things is the Justice League series that apparently they've botched and have decided to go on with, to uh, not go ahead with, with Justin Hartley and the other members um, from the past seasons of Smallville. Apparently they're not going to do that anymore. I think that would be an amazing television show. A lot of money, though. It took a lot of money to do that. You'd have to be on an NBC budget like, say, Heroes. Uh, and that may be the reason they're not doing it. They may be a little bit too heroes esque, and they don't want to. They don't want to do that. Uh, but I think a Justice League series would be amazing. But the big thing they're toying with right now, and I would not be surprised if we even got to see a pilot of this. Um, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying anything because I don't know. Is Laura Vandervoort as the role of Kara in her own spinoff? I don't know. She's attached to play 13 episodes this season. Where is she going to be for those other episodes? She may just be at the house and not mentioned. I don't know. But it would appear to me that she she could she could do her own show. They could find enough for that character to do her own show. Alan Miles could cont- continue on the legacy. You could have characters come on from time to time. Jimmy Olsen, Aaron Ashmore come on as Jimmy Olsen. Um, Allison could come on as Chloe. I mean, there's a lot could be done with that show. So I think that uh, is a definite possibility that come the end of this season, be looking for an announcement. I'm just saying, I think it could really happen. And I, I don't think they want to give up this, this Smallville run so easily. Uh, you know, I think they've put a lot of work into it. Eight years is going to be a long time for a show, but this is going to be a completely different project with different people, different crew, different cast. So there's a lot of things that could be done with it. And I'm always a big fan of spinoffs because I just think it's fun when, when network executives like to toy with, with, a couple of old characters in new situations, so uh, I'm a big fan of movie sequels too. I don't know why they usually suck, but I've always really enjoyed them. So great question, Ryan. I hope that that answers a little bit of what I think. Uh, you mentioned Birds of Prey. I actually did watch all of Birds of Prey. It wasn't a horrible show. It was just a. I don't know how I feel about that show because it's been so long since I've seen it. I never they were available for download once I saw it. I never did go get them, but I. I remember watching them when they came on and I was, it was kind of silly. If you don't remember that, it was, uh, it was another WB, uh, superhero show. You know, originally Smallville was going to be, uh, when Alan Miles wanted to do it, it was actually going to be a Bruce Wayne series and it was going to be Bruce Wayne in college and, uh, kind of all those characters, Harley Quinn, you know, kind of all at Gotham university and, and his interaction, <clears throat> maybe not with some of the bigger ones, but definitely, uh, him, his, uh, learning his abilities and honing his abilities and, you know, leading up to Batman towards the end, kind of the same way we are with Clark, but they didn't go with that because they were busy uh, talking about what to do with the new movie. And then we got, ended up getting Batman begins, which I'm fine with. So, uh, but birds of prey was their attempt at a Batman show. And what it was, was, um, the daughter of Batman and Catwoman, along with Barbara Gordon, uh, who was playing Oracle. And it, it, it was, Batman killed somebody, killed the Joker. I don't remember. Oh, God, I needed to check on this before I answered this email. I don't remember. But Batman had killed somebody out of rage and had exiled himself and left Gotham. And it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty corny in certain parts that, uh, of the show. I do in certain aspects. I do remember that. So it, it didn't live probably beyond seven episodes. I think more were filmed and never aired. It never came to DVD or anything. So that's all I remember about that. 
Okay, and this one is from Jason. This is actually going to lead us into a little Lana Lang discussion. Uh, Jason says, hey guys, love the podcast. I'm feeling like a huge nerd right now, but I have to share this with someone who cares. You've come to the right place. I was watching Phantom today, and I noticed something that I hadn't before. When Lex is in his evil lab uh, at the Reeb Dam, I guess, talking to the scientists about the body that has just been brought in once possessed by the Phantom, he needs to build his army. He walks over to the army of clones selects a particular section of clones and turns the light on it. And you see the conveyor belt kind of move and the light come on. I know what you're talking about, Jason. If other people don't. If you look close, you can see long hair fall down. And he's actually sent us a screen grab. I'll put this up in the AAC. Thank you for that, Jason. Sometimes hard to find a few of those when people have questions and I need to specifically show them. He says, could this be the Lana clone that has been buzzing around the Internet? What have you heard about it? According to the interview on Voices from Krypton with Miles, Lana and Clark are going to get a real shot at being together. What kind of shot will Clark have? One with Lana or one with the clone? What did Lex want the clone for anyway? Was he killing the clone so, just Lark, so Clark would give up on Lana? Did he kill the real Lana and the clone has taken her place? I can't figure it out. Anyway, just wondered if you guys had picked up on this. Thank, thank, yeah, take care and thanks for listening. Whew. Um, Have heard about the discussion about there being a Lana Lang. Spoiler clone this season um i don't know <laughs> that sounds really silly uh if she eats frogs i'm turning it off i'll tell you that much right now um this could definitely be it. i wondered what this was uh back in that episode too and had no idea when he's viewing the one uh body out there i i don't i don't have any idea i honestly don't um i do going back and watching now i do see the hair fall down and everything you can see in the AC that it does have long hair. It does look like a female of some sort. So if this Lana clone talk turns out to be real, this could definitely be what it is, Jason. Um, now, what purpose this clone has, I have no idea. Um, I don't think Lana died in that crash. I think Lana got on that truck and is eating a Flintstones push-up somewhere right now. Um, so I, I, I don't think that's the case. Now, what this body may have to, I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna my interpretation is it's gonna be something to use against Clark. Um <clears throat> now why he would Lex would wanna put the body in a position of someone he cares for or seems to care for. Uh I don't know. I mean he could use any number of people, um, like Wes Keenan. He didn't have to use the the, the body of his wife as a mold for it. So <clears throat> I don't know. Um that's a good question, though, Jason. I think it's something that will probably be touched on towards the middle of the season. I could see that being a big mid-season cliffhanger. And in the meantime, uh, that is it for today's 56th episode. I appreciate everybody sticking with us this week. I hope this little bit of a longer episode helped out with a few of those who felt betrayed from the last two or three weeks. The fact that there had been no new news. Now, at the end of uh, today's episode, you will be able to listen to spoilers for a couple of the upcoming stuff. So... Uh, in the meantime, check us out at com. You can pre-order your Season 6 DVDs online through there, which supports us in the meantime. You can go to forums.housevelpodcast.com uh, where a bunch of people talk. It's fun to meet up and talk with the fans, talk with the listeners, talk about Smallville, talk about Superman. I mean, that's what this is uh, That's what this is all about, basically. So you can always email us at mail at com if you have any questions, anything you want us to read on the air. Also, uh, be sure to email you your season two and season three questions, and we'll see you guys at spoilers. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.
welcome to spoilers. Not a whole lot going on right now, but I do want to talk about episode five, uh, action episode six. Laura, the spoilers broke from Krypton Site. Check them out at kryptonsite.com and Craig's amazing work that he does there, bringing us all the latest news. Uh, seven to five action does talk about. Uh, now, I just want to say, just want to say, we called it with seven o three. I called it a couple weeks ago saying be on the lookout for a PA in trouble or a lead female actress in trouble before spoilers even broke for action. So, just want to say, if you want to go sign that petition, who better to write than who knows what's going on before it happens. But, I don't want to break my own arm patting my back. Uh, One of the characters in this episode is Ben, a production assistant on the Warrior Ranger film. He uh, catches Clark grabbing a bullet meant for the star of the film and tells Clark he owes it to the world to use his powers. Could he be the crazed fan who was trying to kill off the female lead? Now, the female lead, Jab Jab at Smallville, is actually um, going to be uh, a character from the Warrior Angel comics who they feel should not be in the movie because she's entered in too early on. Shouldn't be in the movie. Because she's not a part of the Warrior Angel comics at that point. I'm just saying. You can put that together however you want it to go. Also, I think the term uh, no mass, no flights is used in this. So, this should be a really fun episode. Now, Lionel, in the meantime of this episode, I don't know how these two things are going to be related. But Lionel is being held against his will in an isolated cabin. Uh, it's kind of like Misery. Have you ever seen Misery? There's a guy who would use a Good reference. Now, Lionel's shackled to the bed. He's sedated. Lionel escapes at some point, but he's struck on the head while running through the woods. Now, the person who hits him, the same person who has been um, paying this woman named Marilyn, uh, who is keeping him at the cabin, but the person who hits him is the same person who's been paying Marilyn to keep him in the cabin, may surprise you. The initials of this person are LL. Lionel is saved by Lex... So I'm guessing that that's not the LL they're talking about. Though Lionel accuses Lex of being the one who had him held. Before they get away, Marilyn pulls a gun on them. She is struck on the head for a second time in one episode by Lois, who has been following Lex. Expect a little Lana uh, development coming from this episode. That should be big. Um, I guess it's just going to be a, a B-plot to the episode. Um, but it sounds like fun. It sounds like a fun episode. I, I'm getting excited for it. Also in 706, Laura, uh, some government agents, this is also from Krypton side, some government agents have an aquamarine crystal in their possession. The crystal came from Kara's ship, and while they're studying it, an intriguing Lex enters the lab. This should be a good opportunity to bring in some new crystals that may have been meant for the fortress that we haven't had before. Um, that was supposed to, I mean, you know, Clark's ship was destroyed, there obviously probably weren't any crystals in that, but Kara was older, Jor-El and Zor-El may have trusted her a little bit more, put some crystals in the ship for her and Clark to have at the fortress. So there may be some new stuff in this that we haven't gotten to even scratch the surface on at the fortress, basically because we haven't been there in season six, but we do know we're going back there very soon. So that is it for spoilers right now. Uh, like I said, not a whole lot going on. Just, just please let there be a trailer next week or Sunday. If there's a trailer tomorrow night, I will do another episode this week just devoted to the trailer. I promise. If, if there happens to be one after tomorrow night's rerun. Because I, this is killing me, guys. I'm not seeing anything. Oh, I mentioned it again. I wasn't supposed to, sorry. Uh Oh, also, also, let me mention this. Because there has been some confusion. The contest from when we were in the Phantom Zone. 
the winners have been announced. Some people have asked that I not not announce it on the show. That's fine if you want to see the list of announce. <clears throat> if you want to see the list of winners, head on over to our forums, forums.housevelpodcast.com. They are listed on there along with their prizes. Be sure if you did win to email us your address at mail at house. I mean, yeah, your home address at mail at housevelpodcast.com, so we can get these prizes to you. Now it's probably going to be a little later in September before you folks get these things because we don't want some people getting stuff before others, uh, including the uh, winner of the Season 6 DVD. We'll get uh, his or her, I forget, I believe it's Ashley, so get her late. So, oh, I said somebody's name, sorry. Ashley, you weren't one of them. So uh, be sure to check that out over there. So, In the meantime, check this out at housevelpodcast.com. We will see you folks at DragonCon with a live episode from there. Very excited about it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on episode 57, providing there's not a trailer before that point, in which case, then we'll see you at 57. Bye, guys.